For the next couple of weeks, we're going to be looking at the letter that we know of as 3rd John. John the Apostle wrote these three letters, 1st John, 2nd John, and 3rd John. We're going to take a look at the third one. Only has one chapter, but boy, there's some powerful messages packed within these few verses that we'll look at over the next couple of weeks. We're going to start with the first four verses this morning, verses 1 through 4, here in 3rd John. Marcia and I like to go on walks. We've developed a, a trail that goes through our neighborhood. It's just a couple of miles. Not a lot, but it's enough to, to get a little bit of exercise. It's nice to get out in the fresh air to, to meet the neighbors, many of whom are walking at the same time. It's nice. However, it, it has taught me a lot about sidewalks. Uh, some sidewalks drain better than others. And over the time that we've been when walking around, we've kind of learned uh, where there are spots that, that if it has rained in the last couple of days, there will be water uh, standing there, which, which wouldn't be all that bad, except I, I don't know what happens with water when it stands for a couple of days. But if you try to walk through it, it gets really, really slick. And when you're out there on the, on the sidewalk in our neighborhood and you start to slide around, there's no place to hide. Especially from all of the neighborhood doorbell cameras that are all around. Can you say TikTok video? The Bible often uses walking. To describe our spiritual life. We still do the same thing today. When we talk about walking with the Lord. Uh, John begins his letter that again we know of as 3rd John. With this same description. As he notes the importance of walking in truth. We're going to start reading this morning with verse 3 and then we'll back up and capture the first two verses in just a moment. Verse 3 says, it gave me great joy To have some brothers come and tell about your faithfulness to the truth. And how you continue to walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. This morning we're going to see just how important and how beneficial it is for us as believers to walk in the truth. John describes at least a couple of benefits here of what it means to walk in the Lord, to to walk in truth. First of all, walking in truth will lead to a healthy life. And we're going to back up to the first two verses, kind of catch a little bit of introduction here. Uh, John identifies himself the same way that he identifies himself in the letter that we know of as 2 John. He calls himself the elder. There in verse 1 he says, the elder... My dear friend Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Uh, That title, Elder, would have been well known in the New Testament day. uh, Gaius, who is receiving this this letter, would have known exactly who this was. And, And most commentators agree that this most certainly was the Apostle John, the disciple of Jesus, the one who wrote the Gospel of John, the one who put down the words of Revelation. This same John is the one who's writing uh, this uh, letter. We know that he, he lived through a ripe old age. And so that term elder would have fit John in a, in a very simple way. He also was a leader in the early church. And so that term, uh, using the term in that sense of an elder of the church, would have fit uh, John as well. So we're pretty certain that the author of this letter is, in fact, the man that we know of as, as John the Disciple. 
John addresses the letter to the one he calls my dear friend, Gaius. Uh, the, the name Gaius was very, very common in the New Testament day. In fact, there are several people throughout the scripture who are named uh, Gaius. We don't know if this is one of them or a completely different person who is otherwise unnamed in the scripture. We're not told exactly who he is, but we do know some things about him. He apparently was a leader in the early church. And he was known for his generosity, especially in helping with missionaries and helping with those who were traveling around the Roman Empire, teaching people about Christ. Uh, Gaius apparently saw that ministry and said, I want to help. I want to be a part of that. I want to do what I can to help send those missionaries out to share the good news. Now, this in John's letter is contrasted with another man in the church. He shows up a little bit later in the letter, a fellow by the name of Diotrephes, who did the exact opposite. Instead of helping missionaries, he was trying to stop them. Apparently, he feared that somehow they were going to take away from his position in the church. And so he worked against the missionaries. And John addresses that a little bit later in the letter. But Gaius, here in these first verses, the the man to whom the, the letter is addressed, he is proud, John is proud, to call this man his friend. And so he begins with a prayer. A prayer for Gaius' health, both physical and spiritual. Verse 2, he says, Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health, and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. We're going to see in this letter how the, the church where Gaius attended faced some pretty serious uh, persecution and some difficulties with this fellow named Diotrephes and some others. But John notes that, that Gaius is a wonderful example that even in the face of difficulty, even in the face of hardship, we can know health, spiritual health, as we walk in the truth. Doctors have long recognized the effect of stress on physical health. According to WebMD, stress can cause headaches, stomach problems, rapid heartbeat, and insomnia. I don't want those things. I don't know about you, but those are not things that I want. And stress, unfortunately, induces those in our life. Prolonged stress can lead to even worse. It can lead to depression, to high blood pressure, to stroke, and to heart disease. Again, things I don't really want. The greatest stress reliever of all is as believers to know the connection that we have between a walk with the Lord and physical health. Now, now we, we know that. I've known people who were facing tremendous physical challenges in their life, some tremendous difficulties. And yet, even in the midst of those physical hardships, they were joyful They were at peace in the Lord because despite what they were facing physically, they knew, they knew that Jesus was right there with them. We've all known people who are in relatively good physical health, but were miserable because they were out of fellowship with the Lord. Most of us have known those times in our own life when we've been out of steps with Christ and, and, and things just didn't quite work out in our life the way that we wanted them to. 
There is no more miserable place for a Christian than to be out of step with the Lord's will. So does following the Lord's command mean that you're always going to be healthy? Obviously not. Just read the Bible. The Bible is full of accounts of of believers who faced serious hardship and, yes, physical hardship, sometimes even because of their faith. You don't have to read any farther than the book of Job to find that. But as you read through those accounts of those who, even in the midst of their their faith, faced physical hardship, they would not have traded those hardships away if it meant living away from the Lord. In the midst of their difficulty, in the midst of their hardship, in the midst of their hurt, in the midst of their pain, they knew joy in Christ. The book of Proverbs puts it this way. In Proverbs chapter 11, verse 28, the scripture says, Whoever trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. The Bible tells us, That living in the truth, walking in Christ, brings health. But John adds another result. Walking in truth brings joy. John knew that that Gaius was a trustworthy man. That he had a consistent walk with the Lord. Those who had visited in the area where Gaius lived and served They had come back to John with glowing reports of what they had seen. In verse 3, John writes, It gave me great joy to have some brothers come and tell about your faithfulness to the truth and how you continue to walk in the truth. Living in the truth of Christ not only results in joy in our life, but it results in joy in the lives of people around us. First of all, other people see the joy that we have in the Lord. People know when you're living for Christ. People saw that in the life of Gaius. So much so that they told other people about it, including John. Said, hey, you got to know about what's going on with this fellow Gaius. He's facing all kinds of problems, things, kinds of things going on. And yet there is this peace and this joy and this contentment in his life. You just wouldn't believe it. It gives John great joy to know that Gaius is staying firm in his walk with the Lord. Living for Christ does that. It's what John describes as walking in the truth. That's a great way to describe walking in Christ, isn't it? Walking in the truth. Isn't that a great way to think about walking in the Lord? First of all, it it is a walk. It's not just a thought. Living for Christ is not just a theological exercise. We believe in Christ. We have faith in the Lord. And that leads us to live out our faith in Him. Christ not only impacts our faith, but He impacts the way that we live. The decisions that we make. The actions that we choose in life. Our walk with the Lord is, in fact, a walk. But secondly... Our living for Christ doesn't just impact our life. Our living for Christ 
impacts the lives of other people around us. Gaius had an impact on John. John describes it in verse 4. He says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. You know, John faced a lot of challenges in his life. We know several of them from the scripture, including the fact that he was exiled on the Isle of Patmos. But even that could not rob the joy that he felt when he saw other believers living for Christ. Walking in truth not only brought joy for Gaius, but it spread that joy to others. It was infectious. Now, we know that word really well from the last 19 months. We've all been dealing with this this pandemic issue, and, and we've all learned a lot about infection. Can you say hand sanitizer? You know, we have, have all learned ways to protect ourselves, protect our family, protect our, our uh, community. Uh, you know, we wore the mask. We did all the washing and cleaning and, and all the social distancing. And we continue to do that, to try to do that. Uh, and again, I cheer those of you who've gotten your vaccinations. You're my hero because you've not only protected yourself, you're protecting your, your friends and your family and, and our community. So, so we, we know all about the negative side of infection. We, we, we get that one. We, we've been hearing that one constantly. In fact, I, I, I would challenge you to find somebody in our nation today, or I'd even say in the world today, that if you went up to them and you said COVID-19, they wouldn't know exactly what you're talking about. Now, 19 months ago, none of us had ever heard of that. But now everybody knows that, right? What if that was true about the gospel? What if our lives were so infectious that the world knew the name of Jesus? Well, that's what John sees happening with Gaius, with his life. That his joy, his his walking in truth, it was infectious. It, it caused these people who were there, who saw him, who, who saw the way that he was living his life, they had to go back to John and say, John, you've got to know what this guy's doing. This is great. This is wonderful. He has such joy. He has such peace. Even in the midst of all the problems that he's facing, even in the midst of all the challenges that he's facing, he has this incredible joy that comes from the Lord. It was infectious. What if our joy was like that? Well, guess what? It is. People see your life. And as you share with them that the reason for your joy is Jesus, they take note of that. You want more joy in your life? Live for Christ. Live for Christ. You will never have a more joyful, fulfilling, purpose life than the life lived for Christ. You want joy? Live for Jesus. But it doesn't stop with you. 
You want to spread that joy to others? You want your family and your friends to have peace and contentment in their life too? Live for Christ. It's infectious. You want your neighborhood, your community, your city, your world to know more joy? Live for Christ. Spread the good news. Let the world know that our only hope is in Jesus. Heavenly Father, help us to be infectious. Lord, we sure know that word. We have been distressed by that word for these last several months and continue to recognize the challenges that are ahead. And we pray for your hand to be upon those who are helping to work with the challenge of of the pandemic. But, But Lord, it also teaches us a lesson as believers. Our joy should be that infectious. People should see our life And see the difference that you have made in our life. And it be so evident that they can't help but catch it. So Lord, we need to be about spreading your joy. And the only way to do that is through spreading your good news. So help us do that, Lord. Help us to share with people why we have joy. Help us to find ways to point our world. To Jesus. For it is in His name that we pray. Amen. In just a moment, we're going to have a time of invitation. It's an opportunity for you to respond to what God's doing in your life this morning. Maybe you came here today looking for some joy. Maybe you're desperate for it. Maybe your life has been filled with everything but joy. And you came here this morning thinking, well, maybe church will do something for me. Well, I, I, I want to make a confession to you. Church can't help you. I love church. I do. I, I've been going to church since I was born. But we can't give that joy to you. What we can do, we can point you to the one who can give you joy. Real joy. Lasting joy. Permanent joy. Eternal joy. And His name is Jesus. We want to tell you about Him this morning. Just a moment, we're going to stand and sing, and and I'll be here at the front of our, our church. If you are searching for that answer in your life, you'll only find it through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And I'll be glad to share with you what that means. It simply means admitting to Jesus your need that we're all separated from God because of our sin, that, that we can't do anything to fix that, but, but that Jesus has already done it for us. When He died on the cross, He paid the price for us. Then He rose, rose again. He's alive right now. That's why we can trust Him as our Lord and as our Savior. I would, it would give me joy to share that joy with you this morning. Now, I recognize it is a pandemic and we're still dealing with all that. Some folks are still a bit nervous about the face-to-face stuff. That's okay. We have another way that, that we can do that. There's a, a card there in the pew racks before you. It says connection card on the top of it. Just pull one of those out. 
tell me your name and a way to contact you, whether it's your address, telephone number, email address, whatever way you prefer. And then just indicate on that card, hey, I want to know more about Jesus. I want to know that joy. There's even a box you can check on there that says, I want to follow Christ. And then as you leave, you can drop that in one of the baskets at at the exit doors. And I'll, I'll be in touch with you this week to share with you how you can know the joy that only Jesus Christ can give. Maybe there's some other way that God is dealing with you this morning. Perhaps you're looking for a church home. You already know Christ. You know Him in your your heart. But but you know how important it is to be a part of a church. You realize the church doesn't save you, but you recognize the, the, the reason why you need your fellow believers. And you really crave that in your life. And maybe the Lord's leading you to be a part of National Heights. Uh, I'd be glad to share with you how you can be a part of what God's doing here at this great church. Maybe there's some other way that God is, is leading you. Maybe you just need somebody to pray with you. Maybe there's something going on in your life. You have a prayer need that you would really appreciate some fellow believers praying with you. On the reverse side of that card, there's a place where you can indicate that request. And again, just drop it in the basket as you leave. We would be privileged and honored to pray with you in the week ahead. If you're watching us online, there's a way that you can do this as well. We have a digital form of that very same connection card. It's located there on our website, nationalheights.org. The link is hello, but you can find that link if you're watching us on Facebook. It'll be right there in the